Hello, and welcome to The Funny Thing About Yoga, where we talk all things yoga and maybe make you laugh a little bit. I'm Gianna Gambino. And I'm Bradshaw Wish. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Funny Thing About Yoga. It's me and Gianna, and we are here in Joshua Tree in California. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Yes, we are here second day. Everyone got in yesterday. We have a lovely group of people. We're having a... The weather is just perfect here. It's a beautiful day, and we're actually podcasting outdoors with this great view of not only cacti in our immediate view but we've got mountains and desert scenery in the background and it's beautiful yeah and and actually i can't i'd be remiss if i didn't mention that i am podcasting with you in person for the first time because we're usually not in person yeah i I prefer to to do it not in person cheeto dust or pirate booty dust in your beard that's okay (laughs) <laughs> Gianna and I had this long discussion at Trader Joe's because I was picking up like the pirate booty stuff, the popcorn stuff from Trader Joe's. And she's like, who's going to eat that? And I'm like, everyone, everyone loves that shit. Yeah, I was like, I wouldn't eat it. Yeah, she would. I was it. maybe a little bit judgy, but I was wrong. That's okay. I like when you're wrong. <laughs> I actually prefer it. A- I could admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've been here um, since Monday And it's been really nice because Gianna and I spend so much time working in the yoga industry. So when we go away, especially for work, when it comes to yoga retreat, we like to leave a couple days early and kind of scope out the yoga scene in the area that we're visiting. So we were in L.A. for a couple days and we took uh, classes from our friend Calvin, who we've had on the podcast, Dice, who I've taken class with Gianna before, teaches out in L.A. and teaches for Apple, uh, who's a great teacher and We were just talking about the fact that it's really nice to be able to practice uh, in a place that you don't teach in Mm -hmm. and really focus on becoming a student again and learning. Yeah, and we could obviously go take classes at studios we don't teach in locally, but there's something about just being like feeling being in a place where we can fill up our own cups before we go and, you know, lead a retreat and, you know, be in a totally different environment that we're not used to a different environment a different city and Mm -hmm. we talked about this before but every city every place they teach a little differently they focus on things differently they cue things differently Mm -hmm. so it's really good for us to and that that you know goes for every studio but i really do feel like from um from city to city the vibe of the yoga can be quite different so uh it always gives us a new perspective. I feel that it always inspires me as a teacher to incorporate some new stuff and I always feel like I'm coming back from retreats like this after taking classes before after retreats in a different city more inspired and incorporating some new material. Mhm. Yeah, and this got us discussing just like the ebbs and the flows of our practice and I think that's what we want to talk about or I don't think. I know that's what we want to talk about today is how our practices and even our students that are on this retreat with us have been telling us their own personal stories about where their practice is at right now, where they have come from. And so I think having a conversation just really candidly about the ebbs and the flows of it is 
kind of important because I think most people would assume that yoga teachers would practice every single day without fail and be super dedicated. And there was a time in my life where I was that person, but it's not my current reality. And I don't think it's yours either. No. <laughs> he literally just stared at me blankly. This is going to be weird because now we're face to face. And yeah, you're like, now I um, can see what you actually look no. like. And it's terrifying. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that my experience was I did when I first started practicing, I was so gung ho. I was practicing like six, seven times a week going all of the time, sometimes practice even more than seven times a week if I could do doubles. I mean, I was just so invested mm-hmm. in um, and obsessed with practicing, phys- the, you know, the physical practice of yoga. And then when I got certified to teach, a lot of that went to the wayside because I wanted to start teaching. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me to find that balance, and still is, yeah. of uh, taking as many classes and being inspired and also teaching simultaneously. So I think for me, what I've learned is something like this weekend, like getting out of Chicago, taking someone else's classes on a day that I don't have to teach at all. Mm -hmm. That's really where I feel inspired and invigorated. But, um, you know, that, that I have to be very mindful about that because I can go through, you know, you talk about ebbs and flows, bouts of not practicing and mm-hmm. I know that that's not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that I really, really do want to work on. And I, it's very hard because I teach, I don't know, like 14 to 20 classes a week. And to be very honest, and I bet a lot of people listening to this can relate, sometimes the last thing I want to do after teaching all day is go take a yoga class because mm-hmm. I've just been in that environment all day. I want to mm-hmm. go do something completely different. I want to lift. I want to swim. I want to run. I want to do something else. Yeah. Yeah, and there's something to be said about you know, the time like you just said, just like having time off to dedicate yeah. to just be a student. And so for me, I think, you know, I'm if when I'm taking a class in Chicago, just like down the block from where I live on like during the day where I'm also teaching, I'm like, OK, I check this box for myself or like sometimes I'm like, am I just going to check the box? But I'm not really investing in it the same way. And I think once you do cross that line of like teaching and making it a career, whether it's part time or full time, something changes, something shifts. Yeah. Where like to remove the layer completely of like, okay, I'm just in student mode. Like we are actually like I think you and I like need to actually get away yeah. to feel like students again. Very and maybe much. that is like a psychological thing, but mm-hmm. I relate to it because. I think oftentimes I'm just trying to check the box of like, okay, I'm not letting my practice go. I'm here. I made it. Whereas, you know, we're not teaching. Uh, you know, well, we weren't teaching while we were in LA. We are just like tourists kind of eating. Sampling. We were pretty much eating and doing yoga. That's what we were yeah, doing. Yeah, eating and doing like yoga. We hiked. We went, we went for went a hike. To, had, where did we go? Say it for the people. The Hollywood sign. Oh, I wanted Garfield to Park. No. Okay, Griffith. Griffith Park, which is pretty much Garfield Park. It's pretty much Griffith the same thing. Griffith Observatory. We were both like tr- trying to say Griffith. <laughs> Why is it so hard? <laughs> Gryffindor, Gryffindor Park. We went there. We went to London and we went to Gryffindor Park. Yeah. Uh, 
And do you know where I went a million times he was going to kill me? I went to Air One. <laughs> she went to Air One. She also went to Petco about 15 <laughs> times to find her dog a sweater XXXXXX okay, here's a small. So ridiculous but funny thing. Like my dog is tiny, like three pound dog. Your, I, bo- your dog is beyond tiny. It's actually not even she's, a dog. She's so it's tiny. It's a rat. She's so tiny that the extra small dog clothes are too big on her. Like, like she, like her legs are half the size of the extra small. Yeah. Every time I see that dog, like Gianna tells me, I'm like, whenever anyone sees a dog, they're like, oh my God, that's so cute. I'm like, isn't it so stupid? Yeah. I'm like, don't call her stupid. But no, I didn't realize that I had, would have had to pack her a sweater for the Mm -hmm. nights because she's been shivering every single night. And I'm like, okay, we need to go get a sweater. So then the Petco extra smalls are too big. And Bradshaw's like, I think we just went to LA to go to five different Petco's. (laughs) (laughs) Getting back to the ebbs and flows of the practice. And I do agree that like for you and I, I think it's really helpful to get away. And Gianna's also my yoga buddy. So it's fun to go take classes with her, Mm -hmm. you know, because we both really do love yoga. And um, so it's really fun to go Mm -hmm. and take a class and just like practice. Yeah. And talking about yoga buddies, I think it helps to have a yoga buddy. And maybe I think we need to like hold each other accountable more for when our practice is slipping. Of like, well, I want to be honest. I don't. Do you? Do you even have a practice, Jenna? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done yoga a day in my life. Wouldn't it be funny if I'm like. I don't know what any of this is. Um, no, but but I do think it helps to have a buddy like hold you accountable. Like, okay, we really need to do yoga. Yeah, like we should Because do there's so many, I mean, obviously yoga is great for a million things, but for yoga teachers, I think it's imperative to have something that one, keeps you a student and two, can also inspire you. Well, yeah, you need to grow. You can become grow. very stagnant. Exactly. Like I feel... Uh, to, you know, to be honest, I, before this trip, I was feeling kind of stagnant Me in my too. teaching. Me too. We were talking about this on the plane. Like I was, yeah, go on. Sorry. No, I'm saying we did Jason's 300 hour training how many years ago? Three we learned ago, so much more. from Jason, so much. And I, that really, that kept my inspiration up for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now I've been, it's been like, I don't know, two or three years since that yeah. ended. And so three like years. I, and I got so much from that, but now I'm like, okay, I need another bout of inspiration. Yeah. I'm at that point too. And I think that. It's yeah, like you like I think we're both kind of looking outside of yoga Mm -hmm. even of like what else can we be inspired by? Yeah. And let it help like round out the practice and what we're Mm -hmm. what we want to bring to it. Yeah, and I think that has to do with like I love a lot of teachers in San Francisco and LA, which means like and and I get really inspired by them. So I do a lot of their classes online. I have to and it's hard sometimes Mm -hmm. to do things online because I will tell you, I get on my floor and I put my mat down and I'm like, Oh my god, I need to water the plants. I need to clean under the sink. I need to you know, like you see or like getting on the floor practicing yoga, like in your place, mm-hmm. if you're obsessed with things being clean like I am, I'm like, oh my God, I have to clean that pot. I have to. So, like, that's something I find yeah. hard practicing. Yeah, or sometimes I'm just like, I'm less. I'm less likely to do work hard. Yeah, exactly. I'm less apt to give things my all. And this brings up like a really interesting conversation because I remember even a couple of times like practicing with Jason on Glow. He was like cueing, I think it was. Ekapata Galavasana, and that's something that I can do. You have to tell people what that is. Flying pigeon. Ekapata Galavasana is flying pigeon. So is it? Yeah. Why? Wouldn't I'm just. You? Oh my god, we're 
Don't, I was like, don't confuse me. Um, so I was take, taking a class with Jason. He was cueing us through that. And it's something that I can do. A lot of times I don't extend the back leg. I'll just be like, I'm lazy. Or sometimes I'm just like, eh, I'll just like sit there and watch him and watch his technique. And then I'm just like getting so distracted by the visual and like, and I'm like paying attention to like, Oh, how is he cueing this? And then I'm not, I'm out of my practice. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just like sitting there watching, taking mental notes and then not doing the thing. Whereas when you're in the room, when you're being challenged, when you're feeding off of the energy of the people around you it is a good motivator but also i think it is another way to be accountable yeah i mean we talked about this in the car yesterday on the way here which is like what's the difference of ego like in it like be in a classroom like oh someone's doing handstands should i do a handstand but i was actually thinking about that today because i was like if someone does a handspin it inspires like and i'm like and i i'm like oh, i don't know if i am so i'm like i am gonna handstand handstanding's fun look at how much fun they're having they're handstanding i don't know like it like uh, it makes me more apt to like do things that are more challenging oh yeah this is kind of like a side point that is connected we were talking about as bradshaw saying he was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna, I'm gonna rat you out a little." That's bit fine. Here. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, well, it's not a bad thing, but I think it's you're gonna hilarious. rat me out for nothing that's bad. Well, then why is it ratting me out? Well, let's let's see what our listeners think. Okay, whatever she so says, don't agree. He with says to me after we took a class with Dice the other day. He goes, <laughs> "I was thinking about it, and I have a really strong practice." <laughs> <laughs> You could tell he's really humble. And and he's like, you know, the whole time I was practicing, I was like so impressed with how strong it was. And, you know, I saw people handstanding, so I was going to handstand. And I was like, oh, it really sounds like you were out of your ego, Bradshaw. <laughs> no, here's the thing. And that no, the way that it sounds sounds like that. But here's the thing. I have not felt really strong. I've had elbow injuries. I haven't done handstands for a long time, yeah. for a year, because the inner part of my elbow really hurt from overuse. And so because of that overuse, <laughs> I wasn't able to handstand for a year. And so I haven't really been handstanding. And in this practice, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to start handstanding again, see how it feels. And it felt really good. And it, it was, I was just like, I was telling myself, you're strong. You can do this. Like, yeah. get on your mat more. Which I love. I love an inner monologue that sounds like a cheerleader. When you were telling it, it sounded more like comparison. Yeah. And in comparison, I'm doing really well. <laughs> whereas and, he, and he's like why you don't do that and i i don't i don't look around the room and say i'm stronger and more flexible than all these people around me i don't i but I i'm do, not but i think that i think that's that, kind of saying that you're saying it but you weren't saying yeah, it but i'm not saying it but, but I am. i'm phrasing but I'm not. and i'm phrasing it differently because mm-hmm. i don't compare at all to anyone around me i'm not i cannot compare myself to myself it's inspiration but so but you're not inspired by people that you think you're better than no if you're less than me i'm not inspired (laughs) that is not true that sounds so bad it's the way that you're phrasing it it's the way that you're phrasing it you phrase it and then i'm gonna phrase it my way okay I was thinking, okay, I wasn't feeling as strong as I used to feel in my practice. And I haven't been on my mat in a while. And then I did. And I was like, I was keeping up. And there are people doing handstands. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing handstands. And I, I was feeling strong. And I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm, ke- I'm keeping up physically with some strong practitioners in the room. And that made me feel good. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. 
We're I, talking about physical practice. Yes. I want to. I want to be very, very specific. Yes. We're talking about physical, physical practice. practice. Am I a nutcase in my head? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like the physical part is kind of there. The mental part is just beginning. So okay, I also had an inner monologue that was similar. But when you originally told me, it sounded. A, like different wording so now that I hear it I can relate to you thank you so much I have I've talked a little bit about like my health struggles over the last couple months and so I've been doing a lot more gentle yoga so being in a environment a super strong environment where like you know these classes that we were taking in LA have a lot of advanced practitioners where you can just be like, take a couple of sunnies on your own and everyone knows what to do. They're floating to handstand. They're holding their handstands for minutes and so on. Like that's the crowd that we're surrounded by. And so for me to get through a class that wasn't yin, that wasn't restorative, that wasn't just legs up the wall for 10 minutes and like focusing on my which is challenging in meditation right. and things like that which is mainly what I've been trying to do for me in my little healing journey and to be in this like energetic and, and the pacing was not fast but I'm saying energetic in terms of just the amount of people and the energy output they put into the practice mm-hmm. um to be in an environment where it is vinyasa it is flow it is very movement based and a lot of the movements of the teachers that we were taking are also, they play on building strength and stability in the posture. So it's not just flowing through something. No, without, it's like some very physically demanding. It's very physically stuff. demanding. So for me, a lot of my inner monologue was. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I can do it. Yeah. I can do it. And it's, you know, that simple reassurance that like, I'm here. I'm present. I'm breathing. My body's going through the motions. I'm so much stronger than I thought I was and that I'm okay and I'm going to be okay. Like that's kind of how I was doing my own inner monologue. But I didn't look around too much and compare. I also, I mean, it's hard. I can't say I don't notice the people holding the handstands. I just mentioned it, but I'm not like, oh, I'm not good because I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. There was none of that negative self-talk, which is also really important because I think it's something that a lot of people can struggle with is being taken out of their practice because of comparison. So in a way, I am also proud of that. I'm proud that I didn't push to do something that I'm not ready for. And I'm proud that I didn't make myself feel bad. Can I I add another thing? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to. Can you mention if you said no? (laughs) Like no more. Not from you. (laughs) Is that Gian and I have said too in these classes in LA? It's different. At least that the places that I teach in Chicago is like there are so many male presenting and identifying people compared to Chicago. Like Chicago, that maybe ten at the most twenty percent are male presenting people. Can we give examples like? Your Saturday class, you'll get 50 people. How many people? Out of 50 people, maybe 12 of them are men. Okay. And then in LA? Half. 
half, so 50. It's like 50-50. And so, I Yeah, are the like classes the, we went to were like between 30 and 40, 30, yeah. 50 people, and it would be half and half. Yeah, half and half. And I, I like that energy in a room. He's gay, everyone. No, I mean, believe me, the people in LA, I'm just <laughs> of like, course he do likes male you energy. do anything but work out? Because I feel like I'm getting pregnant. But um, <laughs> Here's the other thing. Bradshaw is in the row in front of me. Gianna, do not tell them that Why? story. I was like... He was right in front of me for the first class we took and I was looking at him and <laughs> all of a sudden like this very attractive man in class was sweating and took off his shirt and all of a sudden Bradshaw just stopped practicing. <laughs> and just was staring. Uh, they're like, what's your practice? Like, I'm like, that's my practice. I want that to be my practice. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. But no, in all seriousness, the physical abilities of these of the people in the classes was very advanced yeah yes and i do like the mixture of gender of um it's just gender diversity yeah of gender diversity in the class i mean i i think that like the more diverse not only sex gender race size all of those things is so good for to be in one class i love Mm -hmm. having that all in one class yeah and, that, and I must believe me that the classes that we took did not check all those boxes, <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, there yeah. were a mixture of, you know, men and women. So because last week or was it last week? Or, no, the week before we talked about body image and we were talking about comparison and in terms of just body image, we were saying how you don't compare yourself too often in Chicago because it's mainly women. I was comparing myself more, but there. you fa- probably found yourself very much so falling into that more. Oh yeah. Did you feel insecure at all? I felt insecure to take my shirt off. Mm, did you? Yeah. I, oh, I didn't. Oh, I, my my head didn't turn for that one. <laughs> Is that me? Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, like there. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more, of course, I'm more, I'm, I would I would be lying if I was like, I'm fine. Like, no, mm. there's more men in there. I'm more self-conscious. Do you know what I was insecure about? Me. No. Um, I've got insecure just every, most of the, my internal stuff is like comparison with myself and competition with myself mm. and comparison with myself. And it's Sounds like. Sounds exhausting. It is exhausting. But I was as proud as I w- was of myself and I had that monologue going of like you're okay you can do it I also was like I used to be able to float up like in a pike to handstand and hold it and I can't do that right now like there's a lot that I've lost and I'm sure it will come back if as I continue to heal and get stronger but right now it's not there and I didn't. I'm. I'm. I didn't. Well, ugh, I can't speak. I didn't dwell on it in the moment, but reflecting on it now, it's an obvious, you know, thing for me but to realize. Also, as corny as it sounds, as trite as it sounds, isn't that the practice? That is the ebb and the flow no, of, of the practice. practice. That is like what it's like. And as, like you were saying, when I first started teaching, well, before I even started teaching, I was like going every day for a year. I think I made this commitment after uh, a breakup where it's like, I'm going to take one class a day for a year. And so that's kind of what I did before my 200 hour. But then after teaching, it was still like yoga is the only thing I really wanted to do. 
And I liked to get that inspiration because I was so new. I was still like so hungry for Mm. more knowledge. And it's always that like, I need to know more. I need to know more. Am I ready? I need to know more. And so I kept up the group practices for a really long time, even though I knew how to sequence and lead myself through a class on my own if I wanted to. But I wanted to get more information. And then what? I have a question for you. Yes. And I want you to be really honest. I will. Because you've taken so many yoga classes, right? Like you were just saying you've taken a bunch of classes. Like yeah. Thousands probably of yoga classes. A hundred before you did your 200 hour. And hundreds after that. Most certainly. You know, you have a better idea of what you are looking for in a teacher in a class, correct? Correct. I'm very, very drawn to specific types of teachers. So does that mean you're less likely to just go out and take a class somewhere? No. Yes and no. I don't assume that I know every teacher's style. I do understand, like, if someone tells me where they've trained, I will understand, like, what stylistically, stylistically what I can anticipate. Like, if someone's like, oh, I trained with Core Power, mm-hmm. or, oh, I trained with Jason, mm-hmm. oh, I trained with... You know, I don't. I don't want to name like yeah, yeah. name too many people, but there's other schools in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like I'll kind of know stylistically what to anticipate. Yeah. To me, one of the biggest markers of someone that I would want to go teach with, and when I'm coming to new cities or traveling or finding a teacher, like I always look at their bios, and I always want to see my bio. I want to see how long they've been teaching and who they've trained with, and. Sometimes there are really great teacher trainers that I've never heard of. And maybe I'm missing out on giving those teachers a chance. But if I heard that, for example, Erica Scribner, who we had on the podcast, I read her bio, saw she trained with yoga medicine. I was like, oh, I'll go and take her class. That of all of the people in the studio is like, I chose her because of that. So those bios do make a difference. Or if you have in your bio something that gives me a feeling of what I can anticipate in that class I may try that out Mm. in Florida I was trying everyone out while I was there I was like let me just well you're also trying to get the vibe of the city and the culture and the yoga scene and studio hire I was trying everyone regardless the bio and yeah it's definitely hard to find your teacher and I I even tell students that in my own classes you know I told the story two weeks ago or last episode with Allison about the student who my ego is bruised, but wanted a referral to someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I do try to like rack my brain of like, Oh, who would they like instead? Mm-hmm. Um, but like anything, you kind of need to go through the motions of doing your research and trying things and seeing if it's a fit and if it's not a fit. I think what happens when you have so much experience teaching and training is that you kind of get in your own head and ego and I'm guilty of this and I I would think you're you can relate is that you are like oh this person's only been teaching for 2 years and only is a 200 hour and then you might in because of your own ego write that person off but what if they've been practicing for 18 years and they just you know only did a 200 hour what if they have so much knowledge just from self-study what if they have other things to offer that are more energetic and spiritual yeah that is that is a very good point 
But I would also like to say there's a couple things. We were talking about this. Was this this morning? Or last night? All the days blend. Yeah, but I was, she was like, well, what if there was a class that we took on Monday at 12 12 p.m. and we just committed to going to it? Okay, that was an hour ago that we talked about this. (laughs) (laughs) I took a nap between now and then. He took a nap. (laughs) Okay, for me, and I'm being very honest, is like how, I say to Gianna, how far is it from my house? Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, but what if it was just at this time with a teacher? Like I said, I don't care because for me, I spend so much of my time more than teaching traveling on my bike from place to place. And if it's a yoga class, even with a great teacher, 30 minutes away on a Monday that I have off, I don't want to go take it. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. I'm just being honest. Like if Zen was across the street from my house, I would be there all the time, way more, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Yeah. So like I, I can't commit to taking another hour or two hours or three hours of my day off to go to take a yoga class. I just cannot. I would much rather do it at my house online with a teacher well, that I really you, enjoy. When you know what you like and what you want and you're like, oh, I can go press play exactly. on, you know, it's on convenient. my computer and I know that this is going to be a solid class, Like, I get it. That's the other thing, which is just that. like I will be annoyed if I go to a class that I went out of my way to go to maybe I had to pay for it and it sucked I would be I would be annoyed do you think that you should just take classes for free then <laughs> <laughs> is it the pain that annoys you or is it the time it's all those things even though I could probably write but it here's the other here's my counter to that okay it's never a waste of time because you did something good for yourself for your mind and your body even if it was a class that didn't deliver everything you wanted, when is it ever a regret unless you got injured in some way to just move and breathe and do something true. nice for That's your body? That's true. Fair. Here, heard. <laughs> Noted. Because, I mean, we're, we're not our best selves in every single class delivering nuggets of wisdom with every you word speak for we yourself. Speak. <laughs> I mean, I, I like to believe that every class I ever taught is in my top five, but let's be real. There are days when I don't Yeah, deliver. Like when you're like, I got to phone it in. Yeah. 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 So I like to have a little bit of like understanding and empathy around that. Yeah. And then it's just, you got the information. You got the information. You went, you didn't like it, mm-hmm. noted, you won't go again. Mm-hmm. And then you go try, and I, you know, you go try someone to, new. To this, what I'm talking about right now, I'm not proud of. <laughs> uh, this is not something that I'm proud of, but I'm, I am, I'm, but I am telling the truth. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. He's you know, so I'd rather guy. be, you know, say it and just like it be a fact of how I feel right now. And yeah. that's it. And I it's. I do think people listening, especially yoga teachers, will be like, "I get it. Yeah, I get it." And I've had conversations just like this with other yoga teacher friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so- I mean, my strongest relationship. We're not only really good friends, but I know you as a teacher, and I know what I know what I'm going to get from your class. Mm-hmm. So, I, if you were teaching a class, I would I would take yours. And I always take yours, and it sounds like silly, but we really do that. I'm like, oh. Bradshaw's teaching I'll go hop in yeah um just just because the expectations there and you know what you're gonna get yeah or there's other teachers that I really want to take their class but they're always teaching at times where I'm can't teaching, take time and and no, there's like, t- there are so there are and that is true 
um, at so many of the studios that work at, there's so many teachers. Like Allison, mm-hmm. Alice was on the podcast. I would love to take Allison's class. I can't. All the times just don't work for me. Yeah, you're usually teaching on those days. Too. Yeah. Um, what I want to say about the ebbs and the flows a little bit more is that, like any cycle, it's part. Like it's part of. It's the- cyclical. <laughs> like any cycle, it's cyclical. Like any cycle, it's cyclical. It's robust, <laughs> and it is time to fucking party. Get on your mat, party, rage, club, another club, another mat, another studio. No sleep. Nobody leave to me. No. Well, yes, I was going. No, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes. I was like you said so many things in there. I was like, how can I go back to my point? Um, my point is that it. It, I think all leads to growth. And what I'm learning right now in my growth is just to like, and this is a really, really hard lesson for me that's like literally beating me on the head, trying to get me to follow is just to surrender. And I know that that's like honestly easier said than done. And like, very much it, so, yeah. And it sounds like one of the cheesy lessons, but like I have to just. I'm in like the slow down healing phase, surrender to what it is. Don't force yourself, recognize and be grateful for what you do have. And that's just, I can't force anything. I can't, um, I can't beat myself up or make myself feel bad about where I am right now. And I think the comparison thing is like why I would fall into that. Yeah. Um, And I think, and I think this is going to make me stronger. If I can just be present and surrender and accept. Which I think is interesting as you kind of bring this point full circle, which is Gian and I went around today and we asked kind of students, what are they looking for in their practice? What do they want more of? What do they want in the workshop? And it's so interesting. It was so less physical. And people were just like, I want to be present. Mm-hmm. I want to be in my body. I want to learn how to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we are planning a workshop for this retreat and it's like part of me just anticipates that students will be like, oh, I want to learn how to do crow pose. Or yeah, I, I, I think we just go right <laughs> like, for the physical. And the majority of the group had mental, emotional components. Tons. And yeah. I Which really I, loved that. I love it too. And I think that's another reason why people go on retreats mm-hmm. is to retreat, to yeah. reset, to connect with their body, not just physically, but with their breath, with their emotional state. Um, and so I, to be honest, I'm really happy that people wanted to do something that was kind of more on that sphere or scope mm-hmm. than physical. Cause to be frank, in some ways I'm burnt out of teaching Kropos. I'm like, ah, it's Kropos. It's boring. I don't want to do it anymore. You know, you're, I've you're done like, it so many times. You should be able to do it already. We've do done it already. Get, already. The, <laughs> get your fucking feet off the ground. Get your fucking feet off the ground. Shut the fuck up and breathe. You were peeking the I said, mic, shut the my fuck up and breathe. Get your fucking feet off the ground. Look forward. Get your chaturanga arms. <laughs> Let your knees rest on your triceps and shut the fuck up. Kick one leg back. Ekapada Bakasana. Club. Another club. No sleep. Nobody believed in me. ADD. One of our students is actually listening to us and she's terrified. So you should come on a retreat. I'm actually really excited to do... And I, we, we're going to have to discuss the logistics of the workshop. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, another thing on my list. He actually just hates kidding. working. Um, That's not true. No, I'm just, just kidding, but like, not really. <laughs> it's kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to figure out the logistics in, after the podcast, but I think that it's going to be an important reminder Nudity. for us and 
<laughs> what nudity? Oh, no, no, Did no, you no. just randomly say nudity? No, 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 no. I don't know. Right, okay. It's going to be an important reminder for us as well mm-hmm. to. You're looking at me so confused. I'm not confused. I'm confused. I'm not confused. Okay. A reminder for us as well. You have to stop giving me that face because people can't see. And I'm lit- all I'm doing is just looking at her intently. And like, what do we have? What? what do we have to consider? Okay. What do we have to know? This is for full circle. If you were fully present in your practice, Bradshaw, you wouldn't be self-conscious about taking your shirt off or comparing yourself to the other people in the room in LA. And if I were fully present, I just would have been in flow. Yeah. So in other words, we should stop teaching. We have no say. Just kidding. I think some of the self-talk that both of us were talking about in the very beginning is are elements that take us out of our own presence too, because we're recognizing the ebbs and flows of our practice. You're t- you were just talking about how you haven't been doing handstands. You haven't felt as strong. You've been a little bit self-conscious. I've been talking about my little healing journey and, and if I can do it. And so I think those elements, though they're very real, even to silence those get really hard. And something that I, that I think and will share in the workshop is that I don't think we need to get rid of it like we don't need to empty our mind and I know this is now like borderline cliche but just witnessing it without analyzing attaching or judging it is presence absolutely so my mind can have these fluttering thoughts but I can also be like hey I see you and I I love you and and when Jenna's practicing I look at her and I go I see you you're doing great. I love you. Actually, well, don't you really think that students think that, especially in the beginning of class, that their mind just has to be empty? Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm just like, I, as as I've talked about the people upstairs, the people in my mind. I say, hey, baby girls. But I think bed. that's the biggest misconception. Oh, is that you don't think? And no, I, I think remember. It's, I think it's less about that. It, it it and it's it's the relationship that you have with the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Of just like I'm thinking, I'm just gonna keep like not getting stuck and uh, and obsessing about. Do you know what I like to do? What? And this is a little trick for anyone at home. Like if my mind is super wandering, and it's like going from like, what am I gonna eat for dinner? Who am I hanging out with tomorrow? What do I have to do on Friday? What am I teaching in this class? And it's just like like you know, Bing Bang Boom all over the place. I will just let it do that and then I'll just say to myself so it's like that's the background track yeah, yeah. and then the, the top track is just wandering 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 so I let the thoughts flow but I give it like a simple non-biased non-judgmental label just yeah, wandering yeah. I think that's if, like if that. I'm like laying down and you know we're in Supta Baddha Konasana and we're starting class or something and my hips are tight and it feels really uncomfortable instead of being like Ooh, ah, ow, this hurts. I support it, find my blocks, do what I need to do. And then I might just do that simple label of sensation. So I don't say pain. I don't say discomfort. I don't say anything that is toned or uh, in the negative spectrum. I just say sensation. I'm feeling sensation. This is just sensation. Sensation. Well, speaking of sensations, and to me, this is my funny story about yoga. Which is yes? What is the funny, the funny thing, thing about, yoga? about yoga? The funny thing about yoga is when we took that class, the sensation that I felt was it's so fucking hot. 
Oh, and oh then, my! I haven't yeah, practiced, the, like I haven't practiced like done an hour like seventy five minute yeah, in practice was, in the heat like that. Don't you think it was I sneaky was heat? Dr- Ping. It was sneaky heat. It was sneaky. All of a sudden, I was, I was drenched. I think drenched. It was. The first practice, just so everyone knows, I wasn't wearing underwear. I think that my stuff was see-through. I definitely think you could see my asshole. The second practice, yes. it was so hot. My, I was drenched. Like, literally towels everywhere. Just disgusting. And I was just like, I was laughing. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm sweating this much. I didn't laugh. Do you have anything funny? The, yeah, and the other funny thing was <laughs> Gianna was next to me, which is a very funny thing to look at. What's your funny thing? Okay. Um, you should have told the story about last night. Or Okay, so I was teaching. You'll help me tell my funny story. We'll tell this one together because it's actually funnier. So I was, Bradshaw and I co-taught last night, and, you know, we, we started on our backs you, we, I had people rock and roll up to a seat, and in the rock and roll, there was a good old fart, little, little slip of the gas. Yes, yeah, so, I and mean, it wasn't a little slip. Someone farted, and it was loud. <laughs> and it was loud. I think, actually, the coyotes heard it around the mountains. <laughs> but um, here's the thing. But I'm they so... didn't shit themselves. No. Because my always thing is, like, if you fart, did you shit yourself? No, because no, I've shit myself so many times. Oh, God, Bradshaw. You should see a doctor about that. But anyway, so I ignore... I ignore... I ignore the fart because I hear them all the time and and I know that it could be embarrassing whatever but the the friends were giggling about it but then after class what did you do Bradshaw you went up to them I go up to these three people and I go someone farted over here (laughs) (laughs) they were laughing so hard they were totally fine with it there was a whole discussion about the fart there then there was a discussion about the fart at dinner so we just want to let you know that farting no matter what you can fart in yoga and farting is funny queefing's even better and if you can (laughs) queef and fart at the same time call me my name's Bradshaw Wish I live at 911 West Gordon Terrace apartment 3 Chicago Illinois You are actually giving your real address and that's weird. Okay. So Bradshaw, it's been a while since we have played cancel, explore, commit. So we're going to play it. Okay. Go. Okay. This is now you as a student. Okay. You have to fart every single time you rock and roll (laughs) up to a seat. Okay. Like without fail, you're going to be farting. Okay. Okay. From rocking and rolling. Cool. I'm going to explore that. Or every practice you do for the rest of your life has to be with see-through pants and no underwear. Oh, I'm going to. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't even. You can't do it yet? Okay, okay, okay. And then the third is the hottest yoga room packed with people. Oh, so what hottest are you yoga canceling? room cancel 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 canceling cancel. the hottest yoga room. Explore, um, explore <laughs> being naked and having see through clothing. Okay, and um, commit to sh- farting. <laughs> Don't you want to practice with me? What would you do? You're, you're I'm literally gonna I'm gonna be naked and farting at the same time. <laughs> do you want to do it? You match with me no, on Bumble. People are gonna see the fart particles. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> fart particles. Okay, what would you do? I'm canceling the farting without fail. I'm committing to, oh, I can't believe I'm going to commit to this, the, the see-through pants, mm-hmm. and I'm exploring the heat. 
And we've got a student next to us who agrees with me. Yeah. We have a student here. Her name is Meep Beep. And um, <laughs> we, we fucking love her. She's chilling over here. She's a nurse. She's having her time. But the time real of her talk? life. On a scale of one to ten, what would you rate this retreat? Beep. <laughs> I'd give it a ten. That's what I like to hear. We don't have a knife to her back or yeah, anything. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Okay, everyone. Just do it. We are doing a little bit short of a podcast because we are in a retreat, but we have so many announcements for you. First of all, we decided that we're going to do a giveaway, special prize for you, your rating, review, and subscribe. So for the next couple of weeks, please rate, review, subscribe. The winner is going to be announced in November. The best review will receive funny thing about yoga specialized merch who doesn't want that who doesn't want and i'll sign it and we're gonna we're gonna sign it it. we're gonna fart on it we're We're gonna gonna we're gonna we're actually gonna shit on it and send it to you in the mail (laughs) okay you took it a little i know i took it way too far i actually just grossed myself no we're not gonna do anything like that but we are going to send you merch and we're gonna give you a shout out and we're gonna read it on the podcast so so Don't rate, forget. review, subscribe, leave a comment. You could get a free t-shirt. And let's also not forget that in um, February, we have our Nicaragua retreat. Yeah, we had two people who had to cancel. So we have those rooms open up. It could be your lucky day to join in on this sold out experience. We surf, we sail, we yoga, oh, we amazing. get a lot of sun and we get out of Chicago. So look at our website. I'll tell you that in a second. We're also staying in Nicaragua for an additional week for our 200-hour yoga teacher training. If you've been intrigued by doing a a training, come to Nicaragua. It is a great setting, and we will fully immerse all of the physical hours in person, immerse in the physical hours in person together, and you will be on your way to getting your Yoga Alliance-approved 200-hour certification. You will be able to teach. And not only like you actually you will be certified to teach and you will be able to teach because it's a very good program. And I'm not just saying that I love our 200 hour. So if you have questions like that, follow me on Instagram, Bradshaw Wish. You can message me. You can message Gianna. You can message the funny thing about yoga or you can message the Kaya Yoga School. You might as well find me in some way. I'll answer. Yeah, that's true. Um, And then lastly, next summer, July 2024, local retreat for Midwesterners. We're going to Starbrock for some glamping yeah and and that where should we tell them that it's required it's required that you wear see-through clothes (laughs) it's required so um i think no one no one signs up and we can't find out why no actually everyone signs up you're like actually we're we should do retreats i'm like they sell out no but we we have a good time here on these retreats we're gonna get back to the one we're currently on and we're just happy that we could drop in and still release these episodes and that you're here listening Thank you, everyone, for listening. And remember to be yourself. And if you can't be yourself, be someone better than you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. And enjoy the ebbs and the flows of your practice. You better shape up. Because I need a man. And my heart is set on you. Set on you. You better shape up. And you better understand. Woo! Woo! That I'm a little slut, too. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everyone.